What if there was a new supplement that came out on the market, and this was its description? This new supplement will change your life. It'll give you sharper mental focus, a better pump in the gym, easier weight control, and this thing is a natural appetite suppressant. This game changer also can boost mood and cognitive function. Would you buy it? What if I told you it was free and was already at your disposal? Today, we are talking about the super supplement known as sleep. I am joined by Dr. Greg Wells, who helped uh, commission and write Precision Nutrition's new sleep and stress management course. If you're a coach, I highly recommend checking it out. Team Behavior Chef is going through it as well. It is a fantastic conversation about sleep and why it is the supplement that you need for your wellness journey. Stick around and learn more. You're tuning in to the Behavior Chef Podcast, where nutrition meets behavior. Team Behavior Chef are experienced professionals in applied behavior analysis and nutrition coaching who strive to bring helpful conversations centered around healthful behaviors because you deserve your health. Now let's get to the episode. Here are your hosts, Clint Evans and Tony Chambers. Hey, thanks for joining the Behavior Chef Podcast. Uh, This is Clint. Tony's off tonight because we are joined by an awesome guest. Uh, you guys know that we are precision nutrition freaks around here. Uh, you can see in my virtual background, PN1, that is precision nutrition level one. Uh, I have had an awesome relationship since the start of this podcast with precision. And we've had some um, some of the original folks that helped create the behavior change program that uh, we're a part of. And tonight, we have an, uh, an awesome guest for you. It's Dr. Greg Wells. And I'll let him tell you a little bit about himself. But there, uh, we're going to talk specifically about Precision Nutrition's new uh, sleep stress and recovery certification that Dr. Wells was heavily a part of. And we're just going to talk, you know, dude to dude about stress recovery, uh, sleep, and how behavior change plays into all that, and then how we can be uh, rejuvenated with sleep and how we can use these certain types of people that he's got in a great book of his, or certain, I guess we call them avatars, uh, how we can use those. Um, to shape our own behavior in which category we fit that fits our lifestyle and what we like to do. So we want to make sleep a better part of your recovery routine. And today we're going to behaviorally talk about how to do that because that's what we do at the Behavior Chef Podcast. So without further ado, Dr. Wells, tell us a little bit about yourself. Clint, thanks so much for having me on the show. Great to speak to you. We've been trying to get this on the books for a long time. I'm, I'm so psyched we are finally able to connect. So this is going to be fun. Me too. And um, yeah, just like love having these convos. So Started all when I was a teenager, competitive swimmer growing up, uh, broke my neck at 15 when I was uh, at a training camp, did the whole rehabilitation thing, neurosurgery. Uh, Then that sort of sparked me going on to do a kinesiology degree because I was interested in physiology, then did a master's, then did a postdoc, uh, sorry, master's PhD, postdoc, postdoc. So I went through the whole range of physiology studies for many, many years. And settled in on exercise medicine and respiratory physiology. Uh, that led me to working at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto, Canada, where I work on the exercise medicine research program. And in parallel to that, uh, kept going through sports and uh, sports and athletics, and ended up being a physiologist for the Canadian Olympic team for oh gosh almost 20 years. Uh, traveled the world with that, and uh, also was on a number of world record-setting expeditions as a physiologist. So. Kind of spend my life at the extremes, either high performance sports or 
people who are really, really, really sick, uh, either sort of as an applied physiologist with the athletes or as a you know clinical researcher in the medical area. And that's what we do. So I just love speaking about health and well-being and and potential no matter where you are on the spectrum of what humans experience. That's awesome. It sounds like you've done this before. And uh, for those listening, I want you to know um, he's a true man of his word. He is literally talking to me right now from a ski vacation, a ski trip, I should say. I don't know if it's a, it's kind of a work staycation sort of thing, but uh, he's literally talking to me right now after a day of skiing. So you want to talk about somebody who goes to the heights um, and pushes themselves to the limit. This man lives it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But like, it, so here's how today worked. And it's sort of a perfect segue into like stress and recovery and sleep. So I woke up at 6am. My team is here actually. So it's me and the people that I work with. We're all here working on a big project. So everyone was up around six. We crushed it until noon. Uh, you know, we had all sorts of incredible food going and like that we've got televisions and computers set up like all over this room so we can do what we need to do. So we blasted six hours, but then even though it's April, there was a huge snowstorm and about uh, 10 inches of fresh powder came down. So we were like, enough of that. We went up on the mountain for four hours and skied our brains out, came back down, ordered some food. And now I'm on this podcast with you tonight. I'm going to sleep like a baby because not only did I work hard, but I also played hard. And to me, that's what it's all about, right? Like, I don't think we need to like not do what we love to do. I don't think we shouldn't try necessarily to, you know, push the limits and, and reach our potential. But if you do that, I truly believe that the missing piece for so many people and for me for many, many years was focusing on that recovery and regeneration. So yeah, work hard, but then don't give yourself grief if you want to go up on the mountain and, and go skiing and clear your head and then come back and, and keep it going. And whether it's skiing or going for a walk or doing some meditation or having a sauna or calling a friend, listening to some music, watching a movie, any form of recovery and regeneration works. But yeah, that's kind of the, the, the everything that we have in that course and everything that you and I are about to talk about literally is happening today here where I am, which is, which is kind of awesome. What a perfect uh, real life example, you know, in the moment, right? I love how you, you talked about, especially as somebody who, you know, you have all the letters behind your name. You not, not just that you have the research, you've lived it yourself. And uh, that's, that's something that we try to do here with behavior chef as well. You and I talked off air a little bit about that story and our listeners are very familiar with it. So I'll save everybody the, the rehashing. Um, but as far as in our respective applications of recovery, wellness, that sort of thing, we both come to the same side of the table or the same table from different sides where recovery looks like what it needs to look like for the individual. And, uh, I mean, so often, especially in the nutrition and behavior space, uh, I mean, physiology as well, I'm sure you can see all of these, you know, I guess for lack of better terminology, it's the influencer trend, you know, it's, it's like push it to the limit all the time, you know, rush, push, you know, like the 75 hards of the world and that kind of stuff. And uh, anybody listening, you know, I, I tried my own hand and it didn't make it too far. Like I'm, I'm not knocking that thing, but there's an, a mentality out there that just says like, if you take a day off, you've ruined it. And that's not necessarily what these things are trying to say, but there's an entire thought process around all or nothing approaches to wellness, recovery, regeneration. And I, I love the fact that you're talking about like, no, it's if you need to go ski, like listen to yourself, <laughs> go ski. You know, if you need to call that friend, 
call that friend. If you need to not go to the gym today and you need to go, you know, do something, asana, what a great way to recover. So underutilized. You know, it, it's okay. Actually, it's a part of wellness. And I'd like to, I guess that's a great segue, I think, to dive into the uh, your portion of this new certification through PN. Um, you know, let's let's talk about that. I know deep health is a huge aspect for, for precision. Uh, for all of us, really, but I know that's their coin phrase. And how does this, uh, your portion, or you know, what you brought to the table here for this uh, certification, how does that fit into deep health? Well, it's the idea that stress, sleep, and recovery are all intertwined. And the reason why we created the course, and I've been friends with Dr. John Berardi for you know literally decades. We've worked together on so many fun projects and. I got to know Tim Jones, who's the current CEO of Precision Nutrition at SickKids, because we were doing a project at SickKids to create a group of physiotherapy outreach offices. And, you know, so we've been working together for decades, literally around trying to help people eat healthier. And in my case, also, you know, train at a higher level and, and push the limits and get really healthy. But what we kept on running up against was stress, fatigue, exhaustion, burnout, and we began to realize that unless we address this issue of recovery, regeneration, sleep, stress, use stress, like good stress, distress, bad stress, then all the great nutrition information in the world isn't going to help you. Because if you're really stressed out, you dysregulate the hormones that control your appetite and satiety. We know that if you're really stressed out, you're going to go for immediate energy sources and that's hardwired into our evolutionary biology. It's extraordinarily difficult to resist that. We also know that if you don't get a good night's sleep, that you your levels of leptin and ghrelin are not optimized. Therefore, you have a very hard time feeling full or uh, having sen um, sensations go to your brain around your satiety. So we discovered that we really needed to help coaches to help their clients sleep better, to recover better, to manage their stress so that the coaches could first of all, of course, do it for themselves, but then also help their clients do that so that they could train better, so that they could eat healthier, so they could have better relationships. And of course, we want to influence tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people in a positive way. And uh, even though the focus of, you know, precision nutrition is, is nutrition. And for me as a practitioner, it's eat, sleep, move, think those core areas. Uh, we really felt like we were being running up against the wall of stress and fatigue and burnout and exhaustion. And that that's really where we needed to help people in order to make it so much easier to do all of those other things well. So yeah, that's how we landed here. And that's how important we think that it is. Like we really think that this is uh, an absolutely foundational piece of health and well-being. And if we can get people to recover better, then deep health becomes a lot more accessible. Yeah. I think um, Team Behavior Chef actually fully endorses that same sentiment because our our model is that one reason why we went with PN is because it aligns so much with our core values. And one of our core values, um, you know, is nutrition. That's our number one behavior chef, right? You kind of make sense that cooking, eating, right? That sort of thing. But we have our own, we've developed, um, you know, our own assessments and everything, but we have seven pillars um, to wellness. And so it's, it's, it's along the lines of, you know, a deep health concept because, 
there's a well-rounded approach to it. And so we have seven pillars that we use. And one of those is uh, sleep uh, hygiene. And so we, before I was, before I talked with Jason, um, you know, our mutual friend over at PN, before I talked with him, um, we had already started doing some uh, research into this, this topic as well for ourselves. And, you know, looking into the, not just the need for sleep to feel better, right? But the actual physiological changes that happen within the body. And so sometimes the, the interesting thing about our coaching technique is when people come to us, they typically come with a concept of like, I want to lose 30 pounds. And so we have a values assessment that we have people take and they do this values assessment. And a lot of the time we find that the values that they report aren't matching up with the goals they're choosing. And so our question then becomes why now? And then what, uh, why now do you want to lose 30 pounds and what happens once you get there? And so when we can answer those two questions and apply those values in place, we can usually say, okay, so y you want to get healthier is really what you're trying to say, because, uh, we just talked off air, you know, I'm a new father. Well, I want to, I want to have longevity for my son. I want to be able to run around with him. You know, I want to be able to chase him around that kind of thing. Okay. So 30 pounds might be a goal on that, on that path. That's not our end result, right? Our end result is this longevity of deep health and the PN, uh, concept, um, you know, overall wellness as uh, relational wellness, as we call it here, that sort of a thing. So it's the same concept, but I love that this is a piece because when we come to talk about that sleep, sleep hygiene, that sounds like, um, to most people, that term sounds like brushing your teeth, you know, like, what do you mean hygiene? Uh, it's like uh, your routine. How healthy is it? Uh, how healthy is, you know, it's a behavior just like everything else. And so you talked just now about your four core pieces to not just the sleep hygiene, but just in general, I guess like the four legs of a chair for you, right? That, that sleep soundly, move more, eat smarter, think clearly. Uh, and to me, it sounds like it all starts with sleep, uh, get a little bit of movement and then we can eat better. And then we have clarity, right? That's kind of, it's not, uh, it's not staggered. It's, it's kind of linear. I guess it could be, it depends, I suppose, but it's, it's more of like a, a system. Right. If we're able to sleep better, we're able to move more. We're able to move more. We change the way we eat. We eat a little bit better. All those things work together that we have more clarity, not just mentally, but literally in, in life. And so um, I've been talking a lot here because I got really excited. But <laughs> I uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm loving listening to it. And it's in, it's interesting, right, because when you you say you've got your seven areas of wellness and I've got, you know, the four core pillars. But when you break it all down. And Seems you that. follow the research, you follow the science. Mm -hmm. This is this is you end up in the same place. Yes. So, you know, like precision nutrition does what they do. They landed in a certain place. I do what I do, and we landed in the same place. We're like, we should do this together. And and here we are. And then you know, you and I are on the podcast talking about similar principles. And that to me helps us understand and address something you brought up earlier, which is this whole influencer culture, all or nothing, um, biohacking stuff that's happening online right now. And kind of blows all that apart because the reality is that science is science, physics is physics, and this is not complicated. Like we, we just need to sleep a little bit better. If you're tired, sleep more. If you are exhausted, then give yourself permission to recover and to regenerate. If you feel like you'd like to be fitter, it's okay. We can move a little bit more. Um, if you'd like to optimize your body composition, then let, let's look at 1% changes we can make in our nutrition to slowly over an extended period of time, adjust how you're, you feel in the body that you happen to be inhabiting, you know, in this iteration of, of our life. Right. 
which then obviously opens up the possibility when you're sleeping well, exercising better and eating super healthy food most of the time, not all the time, super, uh, um, that then opens up the possibility of having better mental health. And we know how much people are struggling with mental health right now, depression, anxiety, burnout, stress. And that's why I think this is so important right now. We've seen huge upticks in terms of depression and anxiety over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic around the world. Mm -hmm. And so it was an issue, mental health was an issue prior to the pandemic. It's even more of an issue now. And so we all can, I truly believe, come together to do simple things in our lives that make a massive difference. 15 minutes of walking a day is enough to reduce your risk of 13 different types of cancer by 24 to 40%. Uh, a 1% decrease in our total caloric intake as a culture would be enough to reverse the global obesity epidemic. We know that one extra sleep cycle per night, which is about 90 minutes. I know that's a lot for a lot of people, but it's one sleep cycle. Add one sleep cycle and cut cardiovascular disease by 40%. So the potential impacts here are massive and the actual cost of doing a lot of this is very low. Like mm -hmm. the, it's not, you might need a pair of shoes, right? Like <laughs> that's it, maybe an alarm clock to use <laughs> before you go to sleep, not after you go to sleep uh, to get you into bed at the right time. Right. So I just think that potential for us to really begin a global movement that leads with helping each one of us reach our own human potential by doing simple things in our lives that make us healthier is so huge. And that's why I love getting on these shows and chatting to you. And I can't wait to hear from your, your audience when we're done uh, and you publish this episode about, you know, what they're doing, how they're doing it and, and how we can help them do it even better. Well, that's a, another great segue. I think we're playing off each other well here because one of the things that I liked about the ripple effect, which is uh, one of Dr. Uh, Wells books, or I should say from this point on, Greg, I don't know whatever you're more yeah. comfortable with, but uh, one Dr. Of Greg's, Wells is my wife. That's so. fair. <laughs> yeah. Power couple. Got it. Yeah. Uh, one of Greg's books, because uh, you've written, uh, you've written several things, not just research, but, but books and sort of how to's and they're, they're very like the ripple effect. Uh, I got to see a copy and, and read through it. And that's kind of where I'm pulling from for tonight. I have to say as somebody who's in a field as well, that could be very heady. Um, you have very, you've distilled the concepts, um, to a very easy read. You know, I don't feel like I'm opening a textbook when I read it. I feel like I'm reading just like, a you know, like I said, dude to dude, like, Hey, uh, I've done a lot of this work, so you don't have to, and here's the simple stuff. And you just practice this over and over again. And voila, you know, here you go. And even the thing that the segue that I just jumped on, the thing that I like about it is there's even... Uh, and my audience will love this. There's a tailored section in the book that talks about seven avatars, um, seven personality types, if you will, seven, uh, I guess, the, the typical seven people you would see, you know, the average person uh, in these seven dimensions, seven different ways. And uh, those four things that uh, we just spoke about a minute ago, sleep soundly, move more, eat smarter, think clearly, uh, are applied. There's kind of a little behavior plan for each of the seven um, archetypes there. What's the term? Ar avatars, that's what we're looking at, yeah. Avatars, yeah. I've used it, like four different terms for that, but avatar is what we're landing on. So, that, uh, Greg, would you mind kind of, you know, walking us through how you came to those seven avatars? And uh, for those that don't have the book, The Ripple Effect, uh, I will link it in the show notes as well. And, um, but 
maybe you can kind of give us a glimpse as you know what what one of those might look like for a couple of the avatars that you see regularly yeah sure uh you know we ended up at those avatars because near the end of the book my incredible editor um brad wilson was like you got to make this like really applicable super practical and very very easy to follow um and i leave the seven pathways chapter with a quote from steve wozniak who had the incredible pleasure of meeting in 2016 and hanging out with me he says, if you love what you do and you're willing to do what it takes, it's within your reach, right? So I just wanted to make this super accessible for people. So for example, if we take one of the avatars and I, I kind of just imagined my friends, like when I was doing this, I was like, I've got a buddy who's a CEO of a big company. He's super busy. He's a healthy guy, but you know, here's what I would say to him as a very busy, busy business person or with regards to sleep soundly. I would really like that person, the CEO, the business person to turn off their devices and defend the last hour before they go to sleep from any inputs that increase the activation level of your brain. So turn off your television, turn off your tablets, turn off your phones, stop checking your email and read a book, have a bath, do some meditation, talk to, you know, talk to your loved ones. Then on the, on the exercise side for someone like that, who's super busy, might not have a chance to, you know, get to the gym as much as they want. You would do something like just simply move more, increase the number of steps that you're taking, do walking meetings rather than sitting around a boardroom all the time. Just simply focus on increasing the number of steps that you take during the course of the day. And from a nutritional perspective, we know that drinking water is one of the most important things that you can do for your health and well-being. So for that CEO, I would just say sip water throughout the day. Make sure you have a bottle of water on your desk at work that you refill or you even have refilled from time to time to make sure that you are hydrated so that you're healthy and you can think clearly. And then the final piece of the puzzle when it comes to mindset for an individual like that, a business person would be to focus relentlessly, eliminate distractions, turn off. You know, if you're in a meeting, turn off audio notifications on all of your devices, but then similarly, not just focus on work, but when you are actually with your family, you're not at the office, focus deeply on your loved ones so that when you are having dinner with your family, then the devices are away, they are gone, but you are dialed into what you are trying to do. So we just really try to help, you know, create pathways for people to follow, regardless of whether, you know, where you are and whether you're a CEO or whether you're an athlete or whether you are, you know, a student or, you know, any, whoever you happen to be, we can, we can craft and you can craft, if you're listening to this, like a deliberately wonderful life where you can reach your potential you can be healthy, you can improve your well-being. So much, so many of us struggle with, you know, the feeling of controlling our lives. And the reality is we have so much more control over our lives than we often give ourselves credit for. And we can make some hard decisions to install new habits that eventually become routines. And if there's meaning associated with those routines, they become rituals that elevate our lives and elevate the lives of people around us. So that was the whole idea behind creating the sort of seven, seven pathways chapter and finding those avatars. And they're literally just like, you know, love letters to the people in my life that I love. And I thought of 
a specific person for each one of them. And I was like, here's what I think would be awesome for you to do if, if you, you know, what, weren't worried about or trying to think about how to implement the ideas from the book. Oh, that was great. Um, and that really speaks to ripple effect. You know, what we do in each, each thing has a ripple effect from, from there to other portions. It's really cool. I, as soon as, you know, you're talking about it and I think of the, I mean, I'm sort of a mental image person. So I thought of like, you know, if you're out in nature and you happen to be by a body of water and it starts to rain and, you know, the water is still, but when you see a couple of drops hit, those ripples come. And then all of a sudden when the rain hits, the entire top of the body of water is now busy um, because the ripple effect from all of the raindrops is making the entire body of water more kinetic and making it move. And so I, I really liked that part. That, it was very subtle. I like the name of your book. I'm sure it's, it's targeted and chosen very well. But uh, I, you know, it comes across great. And so I, I just wanted to say that. I thought it was cool. I, I like how simple it is. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things you should pat yourself on the shoulder for. Uh, if you can't see this, we, yeah, I'll probably cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all, that's I all good. That. I basically just, as you're talking, I just patted myself on yep. my shoulder. I was like, yeah, I think that was a good one. To be honest with you and to provide... Um, you know, credit where credit is due. I didn't sure. come up with the title of the book. That was Brad Wilson, my, nice. my um, publisher at, at Harper Collins. He's like, you should call it the ripple effect. It's like, that's Shout a out terrible name for a book. And I, was, <laughs> I literally, I argued with him. And he's like, hey, your book is now called the ripple effect. I was like, fine, Brad, whatever. And turns whatever. out it was like, a, yeah, that's, you know, by far the, the book that's done the best. And probably because it was just a simple idea that makes a big difference for people. I'm really happy that we got out there into the world. But isn't, isn't that the thing though? The simple things uh, repeated, you said it beautifully earlier, like, you know, habits installed become, you know, how did you put it? Habits become routines routines, and then routines, routines become rituals yeah. if you attach meaning to them. I only yeah. actually figured that out this week, to be honest. I was like playing with those words and I was exploring, you know, e explaining the research that shows that it takes 20 to 120 days to install a new habit, average being 66 research from University College of London and getting to a point of automaticity where your habits are, you know, no longer require your, your focus and attention and energy. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, but athletes have rituals. What's the difference? And while well, rituals are just habits repeated consistently. And I was like, oh, sorry, routines, like a, right. you know, what a pitcher does before mm -hmm. they, they throw a ball. It's exactly the same every time. So it's habits done repeatedly is, is a, is a routine. And then if we then add meaning to it. So mm. if we have, so for example, you're brushing your teeth mindfully, right? There's intention, there's meaning there. You're training the brain to focus and bring your attention into the present moment. Uh, then that becomes a ritual and rituals, I believe if done consistently can completely revolutionize your life. So whether the ritual is around cold water immersion or um, you know, your evening wind down routine or how you wake your children up in the morning. So for me, it's turn on the music, mm -hmm. go upstairs, you know, rub the back, open the blinds, like just slowly bring them back, bring them to life for the day. Like whatever that happens to be, if there's the, for me, habits are one thing, but trying to get to rituals that are meaningful is the ultimate end goal. And uh, that can be for nutrition, sleep, mind, you know, mindset, training, exercise, lifestyle, relationships whatever it happens to be that's uh that's the ultimate goal well good thing that you're on the behavior chef podcast because that's where our area of expertise comes in is adding value to life i mean we talked about it a little bit ago um my example was i guess and like you said we've come to the same thing in different terms and so ritual 
my my example was outcome. Um, and so we have short-term goals, long-term goals, and outcomes. And outcomes are, in effect, rituals because outcomes combine short-term, long-term goals together. And those two things added with the values piece that drives the the bus to speak so so to speak so in a behavioral concept i mean you spoke about it well you those listening um look into neuroplasticity uh absolutely fantastic so i i get that question a lot how how long does it take does it take only 30 days to you know to still a habit i said it's not really a, a timeline thing it's a repetition thing and so however long that repetition needs to happen however many days in a row that has to happen for it to automate and that neuro neuro pathway needs to change it could be 30 days. It could be, you know, that what was it 20 to 120 somewhere around there days. I mean, yeah. It's so it's 20, 20 to 120 60. average yeah. 66. Yeah. But like you said, um, you know, it's a repetition thing, which mm -hmm. is hundred percent true. And if you layer on top of that, uh, not just repetition, but also failure. So yes. research shows that people who fail more learn faster. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's it's another thing to think about, right? It's like, okay, you tried it, didn't work. Fair enough. Learn, move on, try it again. Repeat, 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 repeat. And that repetition, that growth, that learning, that exploration, that self-acceptance is the fundamental key to us learning and moving forwards really, really quickly. And I'll, let, and I'll also leverage in what you said earlier, which I really liked, which was, and then what? Right. So yes, you can hit your short-term goals. You can hit your long-term goals. And then what, right? Mm -hmm. Is this something that you are going to keep in your life? Cause it's so deeply ingrained. It's in, you've installed those habits. You've built those revolutionary routines. You have uh, you immersed yourself in the rituals that are absolute game changers for your life. Like that's the, and then what for me is so important because that's where your life actually changes and I, yeah. I love the fact that you brought that up earlier and i forgot to latch onto it at the time but i'm latching onto it now because oh, it popped yeah. back into my brain <laughs> bring it back around that's yeah so we um we like to use we kind of sum all that up in one word and it's reframe mm. um there is a so we're you know uh, our branch of behavioral science is, is rooted in psychology and B.F. Skinner is the father of, of uh, what's known as modern behaviorism is, you know, where I come from. And he's quoted as saying it's, it's a loose uh, representation of what he said. But essentially, there are no wrong answers. There are only learning opportunities. And then now you have like going into psychology, you have the cognitive behavioral approach, which gave way to relational frame theory and relational frame theory um, gave way to this thing called ACT acceptance and commitment therapy. And mm. it's this concept of the psychology and the behavior as one model. And so it's not just, you know, a turn and run or a exposure. It's not just a one note kind of a thing. It's a uh, understand, allow whatever the negativity is to exist because it will no matter what you do, but don't interact, just observe and then move past. It, we're not running from, we're not going through, we're pivoting. So we're reframing. And so where psychology and behavior meet in that regard, you can see it in the neuroplasticity, but it's where we take those cognitive pieces, put them into actionable items. And as we're doing that as an applying values, we're diffusing old habits. We're literally diffusing old connections, like the Pavlovian theory. We're unpairing and then repairing to something else or reframing not only a thought, but a frame of 
our life. And it's so powerful when we can switch the lens from I'm bad because the scale is up to the scale is just a piece of data and I am not intrinsically bad because now I have changed something about that relationship with the scale. And so that's kind of what we focus on. But you you hit on it a lot with, with what you were talking about with the the rituals and everything. And I'm incredibly passionate about the reframe idea. And so we talk about it pretty much every episode. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I'm obviously I'm a physiologist, so yeah. I'll leave the behavior change psychology to you and I'll focus on you. You can do the neuroplasticity stuff. I do more of the bioplasticity yes. side of the equation, but I love the idea of acceptance and commitment. And that leads right into so many of the things that that we've been working on lately, which is, you know, radical self-acceptance. Anyone that's mm. heard me speak before, I've probably used that term on every single podcast I've been on in the last two years, Sure. but just that radical self-acceptance, which brings you to a point of understanding you are where you are. It's immutable. It's unchangeable. We are here today in this moment right now. So now what, what are we going to do? And that's the commitment to move forwards. Mm. And if we're stuck in the past, it's very difficult. If we're visioning the future again, it's, fine, we need to know where you are going to go. But it, ultimately, when we come down to this instant right now, and we figure out, so now what? Okay, that's great. Are we going for a walk? Are we going to do some meditation? Are we going to get some work done? Are we going to call a friend? Are we going to do nothing? Because that also is totally fine uh, to do and and just be to do nothing and just be. So yeah, I love that idea of accept and then commit. That's a, that's a super cool concept. I'm going to think about that and, yeah. uh, and journal on that one. There's a gentleman named Stephen Hayes. Um, I'll send you some, some of his work. He's the, the psychologist that came up uh, with the pivotal research for it. He has a book named uh, A Liberated Mind. Uh, I mean, several books. And there's a workbook that we use with most of our clients called Get Out of Your Mind and Into Your Life. Mm. And uh, written, I believe, by Steve and a gentleman named uh, Russ Harris, uh, two fantastic gentlemen. I'll send you some links, uh, you know, off when we finish recording and everything. But just to get you, you know, maybe that'll help plug into your uh, the the you get the psych side and the uh, physiology side as well together um, and make you even more of a powerhouse than you're already uh, starting to be. And that's funny. It's funny you use the word powerhouse because that's actually the title of the book I'm starting to write this week. But anyway, that's that's uh, funny. That's pretty wild. That's that's the universe <laughs> working. It's into my brain at the moment. I need yeah. to get a more on that paper <laughs> as there we you. as we sit. Actually, well, I was yeah, gonna say there funny. sounds like if there's any collaboration outside of here, we can always. I'm always here for a resource. Anyway, we can you know, help. Um, but as far as helping those that are listening, I have quite a few PN coaches that listen. Um, We've uh, we've gotten a, a good bump and stuff. I got to be a guest on a pretty big podcast recently, which was way out of bounds for me. It was really cool. So we got a bit of a new audience um, there as well, not just in our circles and our clients, but but those folks out there that are out doing the things that we're doing. Um, Greg is a bit of a, a pitch point for PN. Um, you know what's the what's the reason if anybody's looking for a you know not just the nutrition cert, but why should they look into something like a, a sleep uh, and stress management course? Well, I think the main reason why is that if you're trying to coach people to eat smarter, if you're trying to coach people to be better in terms of their fitness, uh, inevitably, as I talked about earlier, you're going to start talking about lifestyle. You're going to talk about, are you rested enough to do your workout? Are you, you know, how's your stress levels because stress affects how we eat. And so if you want some direction and guidance and content and exercises, 
around helping you and your clients, because we actually do both in this course. Uh, you know, we challenge you to think about what you're doing, but then we also give you discussion points and tactics that you can use for your clients. Uh, if you want some support in that area, which then makes what you do better, coaching nutrition, coaching fitness, uh, then I think it's a, an incredible resource. The people that are you know, on the advisory board of that course were just off the charts. I was so excited to meet all of them and, and to work with them. And uh, I think the content is absolutely world-class. And I, I don't say that because I wrote it. You know, I, was, I, I was involved in a, a small part of it and the vast majority of it was written by other brilliant, brilliant people, which I, was, I loved the, the whole thing. So it was a pretty cool process to be a part of. It's a really, I'm, I'm super proud of the, of the material. And I think that it can really help everyone do what they do better if you're involved in coaching people to live a better life. Fantastic. I think that's a, that's a sound bite if I heard one. Uh, <laughs> I know we're, uh, we're coming to a bit of a close. And uh, for those of you listening, a bit of a recap, uh, Dr. Greg Wells, uh, and that's exactly the handle. You can find him at uh, all of his social media handles. And uh, Greg is the owner of wellsperformance.com. Uh, uh, does a lot of stuff with a lot of cool people. The reason we're talking today is, uh, as Greg just said, he was a integral part of the new Precision Nutrition Level 1 Sleep Stress Management and Recovery Coaching Cert. And out of one of his books, uh, straight out of the, from the author himself, of Ripple Effect, uh, the four things that you can take away for behavior is to sleep soundly, move more, eat smarter, and think a bit clearly, or a bit more clearly, and those things ripple effect into each other. And if you're interested to know how you can apply those to yourselves, if you check out the book Ripple Effects, which will be tagged here in the show notes, there, as we talked about at length earlier in the episode, there is uh, seven avatars, the CEO, athlete, student, parent, performer, transformer, and the health advocate. Um, so you will fit, uh, maybe not snugly, uh, but you will fit into one of those areas. The parent is sticking out to me right now. And so as I go and dive back into the book, I'm going to look at those four things as myself, as a parent, and see how I can apply those to my health and wellness journey to reframe my current path and tweak up my behavior to be a more present and aware parent for my wife and my son. And so um, I just give you that example that, that I'll be doing and I, 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 I press you to go check it out yourself. So those are kind of our uh, behavioral takeaways for tonight and things we can do. And uh, Greg, do you have anything that you're working on right now that you want to share with the audience? Um, yeah, the new book is called Powerhouse. It won't be out for a while, but that's what I'm working on right now. It's just exploring mitochondria and how they are so foundational for our, our health and well-being. We've also built a really cool app called Vivio, V-I-I-V-I-O, uh, that tracks sleep, nutrition, exercise, and mindset to give you uh, individualized tips. It's free right now, probably won't be for, for much longer, but during the development phase, it's still free. So if anyone wants to check that out, and you know, all those links are on my website, uh, drgregwells.com. So Anything I can do to help everyone, just let me know. DM me on social, flip me some questions, and I'd be thrilled to get back to you, especially if you just mentioned you're on the Behavior Chef. You heard me on the Behavior Chef podcast because this has been too much fun. Man, it's a good time. Um, this has been awesome. You have been stellar. Uh, everything that we've talked about, if, if you're driving or you know whatever you're doing and you haven't had a chance to write down or think about what we talked about, don't worry. Everything will be in the show notes for you of whatever you're listening on. Um, you can find it at... Uh, behaviorchef.com backslash podcast, Spotify, where, uh, Apple, wherever you listen. So in the show notes of this episode, and by the way, uh, Dr. Wells, you're episode 50. 
Oh, so perfect. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a, I am 50 years old as well. So oh, that's uh, just like about, timing is awesome. How about I'm telling that? you what? Look at that. This is a uh, <laughs> this is a cool moment for us. We didn't think we'd make it this far. And uh, beginning the, the small corner that we're in and the reach that we've already, you know, sky's the limit now. So we're really excited. And to have guests such as yourself, uh, it's been an honor. And it's cool to, for me, selfishly, it's cool to make new friends. So I appreciate, uh, you know, exactly. I appreciate yeah. all that you've done and, you know, really value you in the industry that we're in. And it sounds like we're, you know, two different threads in the same weave. Uh, because like you said earlier, everybody comes to the table. Um, we're coming to the same table with different approaches. And we just want to make that table longer for more people to come sit. 100%, right? Like we just, the, the table is what it is, but there's more than enough room for all of us. And, yeah. you know, many, many, many people need help. And so um, there's no ownership of, of health and wellness and well being, right? With every single human on the planet needs to have access to that. And uh, it's a fundamental human right. So we're just hopefully helping more people get there. And um, you've, you know, the work that you guys are doing is incredible. I love the idea that you're just helping people craft those behaviors that elevate their lives. And, Anything I can do to support you guys and what you're doing, I'm I'm all over it. So thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, and ditto. If we're, if you know us 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 uh, peons can help out in any way, we'd be happy to. But uh, you just explained one of our taglines here is that, listener, you deserve your health, and uh, we want to help you get there. So thanks for listening to episode 50. Check out the show notes. Go check out Dr. Greg Wells uh, at Dr. Greg Wells and GregWells.com or DrGregWells.com. Let me get that right. Uh, uh, com. Yeah, there okay. we go. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Check that out. Again, all listed in the show notes. And if you've been listening long enough, you know this tagline coming up. Until next time, eat pizza, take data. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Behavior Chef Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you in the next episode of the Behavior Chef Podcast.